ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's episode 29, even though I just realized that on the YouTube I put episode 28. Um, but it's episode 29 for those of you who are going to be listening to this via SoundCloud and iTunes. You guys don't have to worry about that. I'll make sure that I correct that. But welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have such such a full-packed episode. We're going to be talking Manchester United versus Club America. We're going to be talking Necaxa versus America. And we're going to be talking everything that is surrounding the team in regards to transfer rumors, to player updates, to injuries, to everything from the nine realms that involves Club America. So I hope you guys are ready. But before I get any further, let me introduce my co-host, as always, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are we? Well, you see... Got my class going on. We're back in triple-digit heat here in Texas. So, you know, it's going to be a little better, I think. But, no, everything's good. Triple digits. Wow. Is it? It's really that hot over there right now. It's really that hot and some humidity, too, as well. So, ah, you know, okay. it's, yeah, it can get bad, too. So, you know, I think the highest this week is going to get to, like, 107, maybe. 107? Yes. That's not light work. So, you know, drink water. <laughs> Stay hydrated to all the Texas listeners. Just to anyone in general. is yeah, anyone in general. Mother Nature is no longer, you know, our friend. She's just like, you know what? You guys had your chances. Now it's going to be burning hot during summer. Global warming in full effect now. That's true. But we'll leave that for another episode on our Eagle Eye Weather Weather Report Condition podcast but today dylan we got so much to talk about uh you know we we we, we're obviously we're back we're about to start the season and we couldn't be any happier although i will say this i do call for a concern because dish has still not yet to get like uh univision so i'm still kind of like i hope i'm gonna be able to watch the game well that that sucks that actually that obviously sucks right there dish and univision can never disagree on terms with each other huh no, it's been going on for a while. It's really, really ridiculous. But uh, thanks to everyone who's out here who's on the live chat already. I see you right there, Carlos. I see you, Christian. Uh, Mr. Leva, a Chivas fan who just likes to hang out. We welcome you, and hopefully maybe just a little bit of you will start rooting for Las Aguilas, but probably, probably not. So, Dylan, we got a packed show today. We're going to be talking about Club America and their preseason friendly against Manchester United and what we can expect from both sides, and then we're going to jump on into the preview of what is Necaxa versus America over there in Aguascalientes and what we can expect this team to look like once the first whistle blows. So, you ready to talk about everything that's like America? Yes, absolutely ready. You knew you see me seeing the, wearing the jersey right now. All right. It, it feels good. It feels good to be back in, in uniform, you know? It feels good to be able to wear the jersey, talk about the number one team in Mexico. And, well, let's get started. So, America faces off against Manchester United against uh, against like I said Manchester United in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Which you thought it was gonna be hot there in uh, in Texas. My goodness, it's gonna be scorching hot in Phoenix, ladies and gentlemen. If you are in the vicinity, stay indoors. Don't go outside. It's it's too hot. Our good friend Brian will let you know about that too. Um, but uh, Las Aguas America will be facing off against them. Obviously, when this game was first announced, I thought, uh, you know, there was going to be a lot of hype. Uh, now, coming into this game, it's looking like a very Molero game, if I, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, you really see it, and it really does seem like it's going to turn into that, too, as well. Um, obviously, some, some key players are going to miss out on that game, too, as well. Um, 
I don't think Manchester United is going to really bring out a full team too either as well. I mean, just looking at it on our our end, we're not even going to have a full squad to begin with. I, I think even you tweeted this out yesterday. There was reports that uh, you know, uh, no Oriol Peralta. Would you would you like to tell the listeners exactly why Oriol Peralta is not traveling? Unfortunately, he lost his visa to travel to the United States. How? How do you lose? He was just at a World Cup. <laughs> How do you lose your visa? I don't know. Maybe he got lost lost in the luggage claim when it, before he came back. Landed yeah, I, and just lost it. Maybe his wife lost it. He's like, you're not going anywhere. You've been gone for so long. You don't even you don't even talk to your kids. What's going on? I mean, what's? I mean, I guess it's understandable. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. But it's just you know a visa, something so important, especially since you're a player who travels a lot. For you to lose a visa is kind of like, what's going on, my guy? Yeah, definitely, man. It's just I don't know. I mean, you would think, you know, like you said, the most something so important, you would think you wouldn't lose it. You do. Uh, well, we we hope we put up the best of luck in regaining that visa because I know it is not an easy task to get back. Um, but you know, hopefully his status as a player helps him out in that department. Uh, but that was probably the most funniest one that we have uh, in regards to not traveling. The other ones are kind of a cause for concern. Uh, Bruno Valdez not traveling with the team either because of, uh, is it muscle fatigue? I think so. Yes, muscle fatigue. So obviously he's going to be a big loss, uh, but that does mean Etan Alvarez will probably get minutes against Manchester United. Um, and alongside that, I think we're going to be missing a couple of youngsters as well. If I'm not mistaken, Carlos Vargas, our star boy, uh, Diego Linus, and uh, George Sanchez will be missing, correct? Yes, yes, they will be with the U20s. Uh, I believe it's just training right now. I don't, I don't think they're traveling yet to Colombia for the games. That should be an interesting tournament. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, there was rumors that Diego Linus could potentially get a permit for him to, to stay with the club. Uh, but if that was the case, I would have imagined Piojo would have already wanted that done, so he at least closed out preseason with the squad. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. But you know, obviously, not not looking like it can happen. But you know, it is what it is. You know, he should be back by the third week, I think. Nice. Along with the other two as well. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see because I think he's very important to us and, and exactly what he can bring. And Mr. Leba himself said, can't wait to see Diego Linus this season. Mr. Leba, we appreciate that because I think you, as a fan, regardless of what team you go for, I think I think you can always respect a player that has quality and has you know a, a talent and, and has a bright future. So for someone like that to be able to say that about Linus, I think we can say the same thing about trophies, no? Air trophies. Air trophies, as the great, uh, as the great Vado once put it. Yeah, yeah, um, that was. Doesn't mean we have to like them personally. Just means we can admire the player for the player that he is. But yeah, going off topic and trying to come back into the topic of Club America versus Manchester United. So we're gonna be missing obviously Jeremy Menes and Cecilio Dominguez as well. Um, we already mentioned Oriol Peralta, none of the youngsters, none, tampoco Bruno. So. You're looking at the squad now, and you're thinking, "Wow, we have lost so much depth in just a matter of days." Mateus Uribe, when you be there for that? Oh, that's right. I didn't even mention Mateus Uribe actually has a special permit from the team from Piojo Piojo to actually report to the team on the uh, at camp on the twentieth. Yeah, so I mean, really, really a big blow because you know this is a players that you want to see like get back into the rhythm with the team, and so you know it looks kind of kind of iffy, you know. You know, coming off the bench, maybe probably be coming off the bench again at Gaxa. 
that's worrisome. And we we thought, and we were talking about this what probably about a week ago when uh, when we saw that Manchester United and America were about to play each other. That we thought Edson Alvarez, uh, Oriol Peralta, and Mateus Oribe, the three players that we that we took to the world that we uh, sent out to the World Cup, that two of them at least were going to start against Manchester United and what would be coming off the bench. And I think me and you both said it was going to be Oriol Peralta and Edson Alvarez who would get the the, the first forty five minutes. And now it seems like only Edson Albert is going to be there. Mateo Soriba is also not going to be there. So it's just, it, it seems that we're losing our core squad to injuries or lack of fitness. And really, you don't want to see that at the beginning of the season. No, definitely don't, especially whenever, um, you know, even though we, we say that, you know, it's a it's title of bus season too, and you really want this team to get off to a good start and it's a good rhythm with each other, even though we've seen some of these players already play it in the past season, but still, um, you seen it at the beginning of, of the preseason two in the friendly tour, you know, you see the touches off, the passing is off, you know, slowly, 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 you start to gain and get that rhythm with everybody. You know, these players still need to be integrated into that. Yeah. And you know, what sucks the most is I, I, and we were talking about this in a group chat a while ago too. I said, Manchester United is the perfect team to play right before you start the season, because it's going to give you a perfect understanding, understanding of where you are as a team how your preseason has gone and how you're going to look like coming up against the Caxa. Now with everything that's been surrounding the club, now with everything that's going on, it doesn't even look like this game is going to be the perfect matchup leading on to that Nicaxa game. Um, I mean, I could perfectly be wrong and I hope I am, but it just doesn't feel like this is a preseason friendly, you know, those preseason friendly games where you're like, even though it's a preseason friendly, this still is going to be a great game. Now I look at this matchup and I'm thinking, I hope, I just hope there's a goal. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that it, it's uh, it's bad, like in the case that you're looking at a little bit. I feel like this, this, this friendly is still good, especially for the youngsters, because you see a lot of the youngsters that are actually like within the first team on the, on the roster, on the roster too, with the, with the, on the official page of Liga Mekis to it as well. And so you know these youngsters are going to be in the plans of Yoho too as well, especially with the new role that is coming into effect this season as well. Yep. Uh, now the only thing I have against that is because it's it's going to be youngsters against youngsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if we look at it, this is not going to be the Manchester United that we all expected. You know, no, this is going to be this this is going to be the Manchester United of... Really, the same the same America that's going to be presented is kind of going to be the same Manchester United that's going to be presented because uh, obviously United has a whole bunch of players that were at the World Cup that are still on vacation. You know, the likes of everyone that was in England, obviously Paul Pogba, who's just uh, crowned champion. So shout out to France for winning the World Cup. Congratulations to them. Uh, you know, uh, Fellaini, who was in the Belgian squad, Romelu Lukaku. So it's all these big name players, all these heavyweights are not going to be there. Granted, you are going to have the likes of Juan Mata. You're going to have Andereda. You're going to have Anthony Martial. But you're not going to have Alexis Sanchez, who you want to know exactly why Alexis Sanchez is not traveling to uh, to the United States? Why not? Uh, because him and Oriol Peralta share, share something very common. Did he lose his visa too? He is having visa issues as oh. well. So he, Alexis Sanchez is not able to leave England and fly out to the United States. Oh, shoot. Well, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, uh, when I read that, I was like, really? Really? Alexis Sanchez and Oriol Peralta both missing out because of the same practical reason. Man, that's just crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, we want to give a huge shout out to a newcomer, 
Mr. IBNB10. We want to welcome you to the live chat. We want to welcome you to the podcast, really. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people have asked us kind of what the aim and what the goal is for this season in respect to the podcast itself. Um, and really, I think it's uh, it, it's just to kind of grow as a community. Uh, and and I think this is way off topic, but you know the fact that uh, you know our good friend just kind of showed up here. Uh, our, our goal ultimately is to grow as a family and, and grow and, and spread the the Club America English language community. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, it's it's really good to see that grow too. So I mean, it's just it's just great because you know, obviously though, America um, recently started their English account language too. You know. Not not just that, but for other teams too as well that have haven't made that leap yet, you know, because because obviously you know like like you said, Ivan, you know, um, kind of getting off a little topic here, you know, you said that you met the guy that runs that runs the English language account too whenever you went to go, uh, to the game in Fresno, so you know that's that's really cool how like you know they're they're the teams are making that leap, you know, and it just seems like it's slowly and slowly surely getting there. That is true. That is true. And you know what? Huge shout out to Fresno. You guys were amazing over there, even though half of you walked out with third degree sunburns because of that heat was no joke. I mean, no joke. Absolutely whatsoever. Uh, but I mean, the Fan Fest was just an absolute party. I mean, everyone that was kind of in charge of hosting this event uh, in the media team over there in Fresno were just absolutely just amazed and astonished by uh, the fan base and, and how early everyone show up and what a great time they were having. Um, and really, and I told them, it's just this is what you ex- this is what you get from the best club in Mexico, from the biggest club in Mexico, and um, and and they were just appalled by it, and and in in the best way form also. So huge, huge shout out to everyone in Fresno who had an amazing, amazing time, and um, and it's it's ridiculous how how uh, how how a club of this stature can unite so many people. In, in in such a town like in Fresno, who maybe is not known for the most soccer centric city, uh, but really it's it it was amazing. So thank you uh, to to Fresno for for hosting me. Thank you to the whole Fresno media team for the Grizzlies, uh, for the Grizzlies and the Foxes, the soccer team as well. So thank you guys for giving us this beautiful opportunity to go out there cover the game. It was a dream come true for me to be able to be out in the parco, to be out there and uh, to go be uh, pitch side at the end of the game, trying to get a word from a couple of these players who uh, who didn't feel like they had uh, a lot to say that day. But uh, you know what? It was still a wonderful, wonderful experience. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who actually gave us uh, who, who gave us a platform to be able to do this. And again, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. I met such an amazing, wonderful people from fans to uh, media representatives to, to like you said, Mr. Ted Brooks. I mean, uh, what what a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, you know, he he actually came up to me and he said uh, he said hello, and he actually knew knew who we were. So that was, uh, I mean, that was amazing. And um, I mean, I, I I can't say I can't say it better myself. It was. Uh, it was really an experience of a lifetime, and I owe it all to everyone out there that that supports the podcast. So thank you again, Fresno, because you guys were amazing. Thank you, Ted Brooks, and Ted. I hope you have finally eaten that bambaso. Yeah, and one uh, wonderful and huge shoutouts to you. So thank you again. And uh, now trying to go back to what we were talking about with the Manchester United game against America. But again, thank you to everyone in Fresno. Thank you to the Fresno media team. And thank you to Ted as well for coming out and saying hello too. So that was amazing. Really, really amazing. But Dylan, back to the topic of Manchester United versus Club America. I see right here on the group chat, they say Roger. 
Roger Martinez. Everyone is expecting him to play against Manchester He's obviously going to be our number nine. What can we expect from a man who looks like he's in form? I think we'll, we'll see. We'll see some chances. You know, really a lot of chances created too. Uh, I wouldn't be su- surprised either to see a goal, maybe two goals too from this guy. I mean. I, I, I like the idea of thinking that Roger Martinez is the answer to our problems. I really do. Whether or not that's going to be the case, I think this game's going to prove it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. There's going to be chances. I agree that this is going to be an opportunity for Roger to really impact and, and leave himself a great mark on the team playing against a very good opposition that is Manchester United. Granted, they will not have their starting defense. They will not have their most competitive side. But they will have a pretty decent squad out there, which means, I mean, a decent side, a decent Manchester United, we can expect can play maybe to the standards of what a Nakaksa is playing, correct? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, like we've always said, too, it's one thing to go out and do it and, you know, like uh, McAllen, you know, Fresno and Phoenix, you know, but it's something else to come do it and do it back in Mexico, you know, in front of the, in front of the fans and especially in Azteca and wherever it's playing. And let's not forget, I mean, Aguas Calientes is not going to be the prettiest environment mm-hmm. either. No. It's going to be warm. It's going to be humid. And hopefully, think, I mean, hopefully it doesn't rain because then that's going to add another factor to it. But, I mean, you you know, it's 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 a whole different environment as well. But um, I think I think this is going to be a great test for the team. And I, and, and I think that ultimately it should be pretty interesting uh, to see what Piojo lines up. Because you can only imagine he's going to play it safe like he did against Atlas in Fresno. Yeah, I mean, you can't really expect him to go full out, especially with the way we've been getting injuries. No, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think you know we're gonna see the starting eleven. You know, I pretty, I'm pretty sure once we see the starting eleven, we'll see like what it will resemble against Nagaxa too as well. Um, obviously they'll miss the links, the likes of uh, Oribe Parata. You know, our captain. I feel like he's gonna start against Nagaxa, but still, you know, you're gonna see that, and also seeing Edson Alvarez getting those minutes, obviously too easing back into the team as well. Now, we're going to give a couple of names of some youngsters to, to watch out in this game and to watch out throughout the whole season, really. And uh, there's there's three players to me, three to four players that I think really stand out. Uh, and uh, tell me if you agree with them. And, and if you'd like to add someone, please do so at the end, Dylan. Uh, for me, I think uh, Fer Gonzalez definitely has to be up there as one, one of these candidates to actually have a really good breakout season. Uh, Isaac Aguilera, I think, could do an amazing job in the midfield whenever he does get the opportunity. And then uh, Ivan Moreno, who came in the second half against Atlas and absolutely tore it up in that right wing, was doing tricks upon tricks and just looked like a very, very good pacey winger. I think he can definitely do some damage if uh, if Piojarera gives him the chance. I, I think he basically said it right there for me too, man. I, I you, th- you see these players, you see the way they came out and played in those friendlies. You know, you, you see something there too, and you know it's great to have it's great to have these players too coming. Uh, going to be coming off the bench or potentially starting to, you know, how, see how they're going to work and feel those plans to going towards the season. You know what the beautiful thing is? These kids look so much different than, than previous because they look so determined. They look so hungry. Or at least that's the way I'm looking at it. It could definitely be that I'm, maybe I'm, my perspective is a little bit off, but I don't know. what, what you, you see maybe a little bit of a hunger, a little bit of determination from these boys. Yeah, you really do see that, and that's that's something always good to see too. You know, it's just always going to come down to the fact whether you can do it in Mexico. You know, whether you're going to be front of, do it in front of the thousands of fans in the Azteca too, as well. 
That's true. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see indeed. So, Dylan, I'm not going to tell you to give me your predicted lineup because that's actually going to be pretty much impossible to tell at this point against Manchester United. But give me at least four key players that you think should start against Manchester United. Um, Obviously, you know, I wouldn't really – I mean, to an extent, yeah, a key player because I think Roger Martinez would be very important to start to, to keep his confidence going. Um, I like – obviously – I would like to see Edson start, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't really think Edson might really get the start. It's kind of debatable to see how, how he goes with that, but um, not necessarily start, but Edson getting some minutes is going to be very vital and key uh, to getting back in his rhythm with the club too as well. Um, I, I like to really see Ivan Moreno too getting, getting, getting a start maybe too as well. I feel like he could do some great things too. Um, yeah. Maybe, let's see, I'm trying to think. One more person. Uh, really, a, a center back, really, too. Whoever's going to be starting the center back. You know, obviously, you know, we're not going to have Bruno Valdez. Uh, Edson, you know, I feel like Edson might start since we're not going to have him. We're not going to have Wadigas either. Um, so, really, probably Oswaldo Leon, too. Okay. Okay. My four key players for this matchup, I think Edson definitely has to be one of them. Uh, if I'm going youngster-wise, I think either Osvaldo Leon or uh, Isaac Aguilera in the midfield. I think Guido Rodriguez needs to showcase because he's looking a little bit flaky this preseason. And then, of course, Roger Martinez up top. It's, it's, it's got to be crucial and got to be key. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, Christian Saini, Body Gwyn. So, I see Body Gwyn stepping up, too. Yeah, I can see about one stepping up too as well. And this is against Manchester United, so if you want to prove yourself, this is this is probably the best opportunity you're gonna get right before the season starts. Oh, most definitely, man, most definitely. So, like we said, it's not gonna be the fullest and the most strongest Manchester United side yet. There's still gonna be players that I think you need to keep an eye out for. Uh, I think if you're looking Manchester United's way, obviously Anthony Martial, who I think will start. Uh, I think he's my favorite Manchester United player in the world. Um, a lot of people will criticize me because he probably hasn't showcased it, but I think he's just an absolutely world class of a player. Um, I think Juan Mata, Juan Mata can definitely do wonderful stuff on the pitch. Uh, and that Herrera in the midfield, I think, will be crucial. And then, of course, uh, if he gets any minutes, if he does get some game time, uh, Manchester United's own Diego Linus, Mr. Angel Gomez. So, if he gets some minutes, I think keep an eye out on him as well. So, a couple of players that America will definitely have to keep an eye out for, but I think should still be an interesting game. So make sure you guys don't miss that game out, which is going to be Thursday. Will it be televised, though? That's my question. Yeah, I I've, 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 can't remember who, who tweeted it out, but it is going to be televised on Univision Deportes. I was going to be on UDN. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was worried that it was not going to be televised and I was going to have to go on some illegal website, but... It looks like it's gonna be on UDN, so okay, we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll be good. And uh, that time, it's uh, seven o'clock kickoff for everyone here in the Pacific time, Central time. That's nine p.m. And for all of you down in the East Coast, it's gonna be ten p.m. So a pretty late game. You know, it's kind of off topic, but you know, we always mention like time zones like Pacific, Central, and Eastern, but we never mention Mountain time. The, yeah. um, so it'd be eight for them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, mountain time. Uh, I'm sorry for ever skipping you guys. It's eight o'clock for you guys, and um, Dylan has your back. Okay, <laughs> hashtag Dylan has mountains time zone back. Um, 
So yeah, there you guys have the time. There you guys have the schedule, and there you guys have it. Mountain time, people. Make sure you guys don't miss a beat of it as well. So obviously, with that said, how you feeling about Manchester United? What's your scoreline prediction for uh, for that friendly? Uh, I'll take a two-two draw. Two-two draw. Damn. I mean, this is a tough one because, of course, anyone who knows me, anyone who's who's known me for a while or follows me knows that uh, Manchester United is my club America, but of Europe. Um, and I saw <laughs> I saw someone tweet out saying Man, uh, Manchester United is going to play against the Manchester United of Mexico. So I thought that was pretty pretty funny. And um, so you know, this one's a little bit tough for me because you know I, bo- I both I love both teams, but I've always said it. At the end of the day, there's only one team for me. So. I am going with a 4-0 Club America victory, 4-0. It's going to be Iwaduen with two goals, Roger Martinez with the other two, and the Colombian brothers are going to hug each other, and they're going to weigh, uh, they're going to go away with a wonderful, wonderful victory off to Mexico City and then off to Agua Calientes to kick things started off. 4-0, you guys heard it here first on the Eagle Eye podcast. Make sure you guys do not miss that match. It's going to be an amazing, amazing match indeed. Why did I see that coming? <laughs> I think that's just gonna be my predictions for like the rest of the year. I mean, one of them's gonna have to go down, right? I think so eventually. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, it should be a great game. Uh, we'll have you guys covered for that game as well. We'll try to do our best to not maybe fully live tweet it, uh, and because I know it's 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 a Thursday, uh, but uh, still keep you guys very updated with uh, score lines. Uh, reactions, uh, predictions right before the game, and then, of course, anything that comes out of that game. Hopefully, no injuries. Please, please, please cross your fingers and cross your toes. Anything else you want to cross? Um, Cross your legs. All right. Done, done, and done, because we cannot afford another injury. We really can't at this point. Oh, we really can't. I mean, it's, it's bad as it is, even though we're getting Cecilio back, but still. I mean... What's his recovery rate? I'm not for sure, but we're looking by by the third week at least. Oh, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, he was great during preseason, but I don't know, three weeks off? What is that going to do to him? I mean, if you think about it, it's been a little longer because he missed a, two preseason games, too. Oh, man, that's true. Well, he's going to miss two. He, the first one he missed was against Atlas. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like he missed Atlas, and he's gonna miss Menu. Oh man, you know I wish America would do more preseason games like this against like United, against you know European oppositions. Because I mean, don't get me wrong, it's wonderful that we play against these Liga Mekis sides because uh, you obviously get to have other fans that are not from Club America to still go see their their team play. Um, but I think I think we need a little bit more of a competition because I think to be able to play a European team like that, or even an MLS team that is in rhythm and in form, I think even serves the purpose a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel you on that. We'll see. That's that's for another discussion. That's for another day. That's for another summer. Uh, but for the meantime, I think we're both confident that we'll get a pretty decent result against United. Yeah, I mean, again, too, man, it's it's looking at the, the team getting in that rhythm, too, especially... With you know, with the with the Gaxa coming up already in the, the the start of the season, right around the quarter, literally. That's true. That's true. Christian is saying we should play South American team Boca River Santos. Would be pretty cool. Would be pretty cool to play against the South American team also. But 
again a discussion for another time but with that said let's wrap up this quick uh this not so quick segment on uh, Manchester united versus club america again thursday 7 p.m central i mean pacific time 8 p.m mountain time and then so on and so forth i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go back and forth with that uh you guys obviously know what time zone you're in and what uh what the difference is on that so Dylan, let's move on to what the main topic of the show is, America versus Nakaksa, or if we want to be a little bit more official, Nakaksa versus America. But before we jump into that, we want to thank you all again for the wonderful support you guys have given us on Twitter. We are literally, literally, if I go back and check, we are only 14, yes, 14 followers away from 300. So that means... If you go on Twitter and you click that follow button and you help us get to that 14th, if you help us get to that 300th mark, we are going to be giving away something absolutely fantastic for not one, but two of you lucky, lucky followers. So make sure you guys do follow us because we have something wonderful, wonderful planned in store for you guys. We can't mention it yet because we're not there yet, but we're so, so close. We can't wait till you guys get to see what we have in store for you guys. Yes, just, just follow us, guys. We're almost there, and we just want to keep growing, keep growing, and you know we're always going to give back to y'all because we appreciate all the support you give us. Thank you. Thank you so much to every single one of you guys, and even to the haters, as Mr. Leva would like to put it out there. He'll be watching to see how bad <laughs> how bad we lose against Manchester United. But it's okay, Leva. It's okay. You know what? We welcome you to this family, and you know what? It's okay if you want to be uh, – if you want to project – this hatred towards us because we know deep down inside you love us and your heart is yellow <laughs> oh uh, man it's always great to have them i mean it's, it's just wonderful to be able to, to interact with everyone it really is so also make sure you guys follow us on twitter for that because i mean at the end of the day we love interacting with all of you it's 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 literally no more about america than it is to just kind of open up with you guys and kind of have this wonderful relationship and friendship and and then really it's, it's truly all we want it's it's to build the community and at the end of the day you know the results stay on the pitch and whatever and then off, after each game it, you know we're all we're all pretty good family and we're all a pretty good community exactly point proven point proven point taken now let's jump into the big one let's jump into the first jornada of the liga mx necaxa versus america necaxa obviously the uh copa super mx champions i do believe yes yes i don't even know if that was the right title but they have just recently beat monterrey off a one nil result and who scored that goal for them cordova cordova who uh started off where at America. That's right. Our youngster, our canterano, doing it big <laughs> in the big stage against Monterrey. Uh, did you see his goal? Yes, I did. I I it was a fantastic. I mean, it was 30 seconds in, but the way he finishes it is really, really just amazing. Because you have a giant of a goalkeeper like uh, like the Monterrey keepers. I remember, I, f- I forget his name. He used to be the Caxa goalkeeper. But, I mean, for him to just easily tuck it away, it says a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Really does, and you know we're going off, we're going off on, on a little tangent for the, for this for him a little bit, even though he's playing with Nakaxa, but actually leading in preseason goals for Nakaxa with three, with three goals in the preseason. Look at that! You know what? Just keep feeding him. Just keep feeding Nakaxa. Grow him. Feed him as much as possible because remember he is only on loan. 
<laughs> That's right. Only on loan. <laughs> so you know what? And no, this is the wonderful thing about it because this is what you this is what you want. This is why you loan out these players so they get these first minute fo- uh you know, first minute uh football. Cuz think about it, Cordoba was not going to have that here in America. I mean, I mean but obviously no, think think about it. I mean, uh, Fer Gonzalez is getting his chance. You know, that that could have been Cordoba. But but only in preseason. We know for a fact Cordoba is going to get more minutes in the league than any other player in in America like Fer Gonzalez, and that's what's important to me because if you get someone with so much potential, so much talent, and you see this, and you don't want to halt it, you don't want to stop it, and you don't want him to rot away on the bench like a Danny Marquez, like a Santiago Baños, like a f- oh, wait Santiago Baños <laughs> is, our, <laughs> is, is our director. I bet. Um, damn, I, I forget who the other striker was. Uh, but you know, Martin Suñiga, all these countless players that had so much potential, but because they stayed at the bench and they kind of, kind of rotted away at their careers because of it. Um, you know, if you, if you give a wonderful kid this opportunity to go out to another team and progress the way that Cordoba is doing, and I hope he continues to do it because if he does, then he has every right to come back to America and contend for a spot. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, but still, I mean, Roger Martinez is only here on loan too. I know, right? But maybe it's because we knew Cordova was going to do so good. We're like, we don't even need to spend that much money on him. <laughs> oh, man. The... I, mean, I mean, I don't I don't know, but I mean, like, I feel like I feel like he would have had a chance here, too, maybe. I mean, if you think about it, too, if, I mean, we had the chance to, like, to sound like Dejong. I mean, uh, that's Boston. And Carlos Vaca, you know, but we didn't get that, so we went to Roger Martinez. No offense to Roger Martinez. And then, you know, obviously, too, you know, I think Henry's been down with muscle fatigue. You know, Oriol Perata, obviously, you know, with the World Cup, you know, not, not looking at some preseason. And so who, who are you turning to, really? You're turning to Roger Martinez and, and Fer Gonzalez. I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, I feel like I feel like uh, Cordova could have had a chance right there, too. Okay, look. This is not nothing against Cordoba or anything, but compare him to Roger Martinez and who looks like he's a, who look who looks more as a striker, Roger or Cordoba. I mean, I mean, but but can but can you can you really can you really compare those two? Because this is this is the first time uh, Cordoba is getting first team minutes, and then Roger Martinez, on the other hand, you know the only the only good season he can bring up is his time. I think it was in China, really, whenever he's had like. Like twelve goals and like eight assists. I mean, other than that, you, you don't see the you, you don't see Roger Martinez um, barely hitting five goals at sometimes in, in in the season. No, I know that. I know that. It's as uh, I'm actually going to something so much more broad than that. It's the physique. I think Roger Martinez. You look at him; he's more of a built-up guy. He gives you more of that physical presence in the box. Cordoba gives you a wonderful, wonderful player that can run and get in behind the defender, but he can't contest a fifty-fifty ball and expect to win it all the time. Roger Martinez looks like he can go for a fifty-fifty ball and put uh, and kind of pull his own in that aspect. I think in in that perspective, I think. This loan works out great for Cordoba because he's able to get some first team minutes. He's able to realize that he needs to work on maybe toning up a little bit more on getting into that physical presence of a striker. Because let's be honest, nowadays you don't play with two strikers. So nowadays a striker needs to be a little bit more kind of inclined in doing what a number nine is, which is a very physical presence in the box. Right now, Cordoba is not that physical presence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're going. I see where you're going with this. 
but I think I think this is gonna be still a wonderful move for him. I think yeah. he's gonna be very dangerous against us come Sunday, and uh, whoever does play in the back needs to watch out for his speed. But I think in that aspect, he is uh he he's not that big, strong physical presence yet. I think he still has time to to bulk up and and, and be able to be that presence later on in the future. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you, man. I feel we're going with this. But uh, all right, let's go back into the topic. Let's talk everything about this matchup. Obviously, Nakaksa coming in in pretty good form, and you can only imagine they're going to try to emulate that come Sunday at home in front of their own home fans against us, Club America, the ones, uh, the, the the team that everyone wants to beat. The question now is, how do we come into this matchup? We obviously don't know 100% because we're yes, still yet to play against Manchester United. We're not in Mexico right now. But if you look at the team and if you look at the way that these players have interacted with each other so far, I think so far the only positive we can get from this is that it looks like we have a good core chemistry and we have a very, very good team that is united. Not needless to say that we do have a couple players that are missing, but... I think we you look at the team and you still look pretty confident. Yeah, I th- I think so too. Really, you know, my only questions are in the. Um, well, I mean, no, I f- I kind of forgot somebody. I don't have no questions no more. What? <laughs> <laughs> never, never mind. You know, because I I was thinking I was like I was like who's gonna play left back this game and then I totally forgot about Luis Arias. I really did. Cool. Who, by the way, is looking like a great, great science. And and uh, again, cross your fingers, cross your toes, cross everything. Because if he can stay healthy, we we have a very good, very good left back. Yeah, really, 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 really do. You know, to the start of the preseason, though, you know, you see him get some minutes. And, you know, he looked pretty shaky, too, a little bit. But as as the preseason grew on, too, he, he really turned out to be really great. I can't wait to see him in action. And, uh... Obviously, we got a couple of players missing for that matchup, so it's going to be not our strongest 11 by any means necessary. But if you had to say, and if you were to pick a starting 11, hopefully knowing that everyone walks out of that match United game healthy and fit, who is your starting 11 for Nakaksa? That is a very interesting question, Ivan, because I was going to ask you who your starting 11 was. <laughs> that sounds to me like you're not ready to say it, but I, I, I will. I think we're going with a, uh, I mean, it could either be a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2. And we talked about this, and I think my answer is still the same. I think we're going 4-4-2. I think it's going to be Marche goal. It's going to be Paola Aguilar at right back, Luis Reyes at left back. The center back partnership, I could easily see it either being Bruno Valdez and Emmanuel Aguilera or or Emmanuel Aguilera and Edson Alvarez re, uh, regarding uh, Bruno's uh, fitness at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in the midfield, I think that partnership is going to be uh, Guido and, and Joe Corona, and then uh, it's going to be Ibarguen on the left and Renate Ibarra on the right, and then up top is going to be uh, Henry Martin and, of course, the big man, Roger Martinez. Really? You're not going to start? You don't think Oribe Barata is going to start? No, I, I, he lost his freaking visa. I mean, <laughs> how? what more does he have to content that he's the starter? Well, given the fact Actually, that he's our no, captain. No, I am so sorry. I totally forgot. Like... It's the place for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Oribe Barata starts instead of Henry. Oh, man. Oh, I'm trying man. to justify, but no, I completely, completely forgot about uh, Oribe. But yeah, uh, Oribe put out the start, so obviously he's going to be our captain. Um, you know, I I agree with the lineup, except for some reason, you know, if they if they do go with that four four two, I feel like he's going to have uh, Roger over Henry. 
yeah, to that's be quite what, honest with you. Roger, oh, uh, yeah, I, I put I put Henry on the bench for Oribe after I remember that he played for us. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I misunderstood you. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, because you could easily go with that four, uh, that four, two, three, one. Uh, the only thing is who plays in that camp position. Because if you put Ibarwen, who usually is put in that position, then who do you play out left? You know, you're not gonna have Linus. If you had Linus easily, you play him in in the camp, and then you move Ibarwen to the left. But you don't really have that option. And I don't see Mateo Suriba starting off the back too. So I mean, with that, with that, with that said, I think it's it, it's it's got to be a four, four, two. Yeah, and I think I think Christian too said in the group chat earlier too that that he's read somewhere that uh Mateus would not even probably come off the bench at all. Probably won't even be in the in the in the on the bench. Obviously not the starting eleven, but the bench either for this game. That would be concerning, but I mean, I mean, I I I think I, I think I'd understand it too because you know, you're missing the the friendly matches now. You're not coming back to the twentieth. I mean, I don't, I don't think I don't think that. That's and I don't really, even know if he's even fit. How what's yeah, exactly. like? Exactly. So I mean, um, I wouldn't say necessarily concerning for me, but under more understanding to why he won't be on the bench for that. No, and I think I, I, I just I don't know why he. I mean, obviously we don't know the full story. There could be a whole bunch of stuff, you know, family or whatever involved, and the reason why he doesn't come until the twentieth. It just seems that maybe if he came a little bit sooner. And maybe if he was here already, that he would have been he would have been able to kind of play with the team and be ready for that game. But again, I, I don't know the whole story, so I'm not able to say that. I wonder, I wonder if it has anything to do with those threats that he got. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, those threats are over uh, because he was not the only player to miss a penalty. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember remind people don't don't come after Montel Uribe because it obviously it's. It's just a game, people. It's just a game. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could easily be because of that. I, you know, a million and one different reasons could have could have been why he's not coming till the twentieth. But uh, hopefully, he does come in, in in great shape, and hopefully, he can you know kick things off right away, and maybe maybe make an appearance. If not, uh, it should be interesting to see who fills the spot on the bench. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean. I don't know. I mean, we're starting to like not necessarily overlook the fact, but also too that you know uh, this new youth role that's coming into play too as well. You know, obviously, I think the bench is gonna be filled with a lot of youth too. Yeah, which would be important to see how they respond to an, to an opening matchup like this. Yeah, I mean, because obviously, you know, if if Edson does start, you know, you're you're getting some of those minutes out the way with Edson already. So I think the player has to be under 23 for those minutes to start accumulating. Okay, nice, nice. Oh, also. Also, quick change in the lineup. I could definitely see if both Bruno Valdez, Emma Aguilera, and Edson Alvarez are all fit, ready to go. I can see the partnership being Bruno Valdez, Emma Aguilera, and then Edson Alvarez dropping into that center mid, uh, center defensive mid position with Guido Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. So just putting that out there because we know how much he loves to be a center defensive mid. Yeah, no, no right back, please. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> No right no. back. That's why we bought a youngster to play right back. Piojo, you're listening. With Piojo's you know tactics, you are. never, never, never know. But talking about Piojo tactics, what do you think is going to be the approach to this game? Because obviously it's not the full, you know, star-studded side that he's obviously been training to to play with. It's obviously going to be a very tweaked squad. But uh, what do you think the approach is going to be coming up against Nagaxa in their home stadium? 
I think what we see against Manchester United will be will be resemblance to, to what's going to be. Um, obviously, you know, I think retaining the possession of the ball and you know creating some chances too, because you know a lot a lot of times you know um, in the Clasuda too, we didn't have a lot of chances created too as well. But you know, uh, that's something that we're going to want to see is to, is to be creative on the ball. You know, get it out to the wingers probably again. You know, we're not the water doing some great things in the Clasuda too as well. And so you know, obviously, you know, we're going to need to get it to Andesi Wadwin too as well. You know, obviously he's taking uh, looks like it's going to be like a role in this team too. And so, you know, it's going to be down to that, too, as well. And I like to see some plays through the middle, too, as well. I agree 100% with what you just said. Um, really wouldn't tweak anything besides. No, actually, no, nothing. I, I think really that should be the game plan. Uh, whether or not we see it, that's a whole different story. I, th- I think, like you said, you mentioned, the way you know, Manchester United is going to be the perfect kind of opponent to be able to play play that tactic and see whether or not it's going to work out and if the players have adapted and accustomed themselves to that. Uh, so it should be interesting to see. I mean, like you said, Ibarwen is going to be probably one of our most important players coming off this game and going on against Nakaksa's too. Someone who I see has grown in confidence, but still someone who I see lacks a little bit of decision-making at times. Uh, obviously, Renato Ibarra is one of our most, uh, you know, threatening players going forward. I think he by far was my favorite uh, winger for last season. I think he did an amazing job. He was just 100% all the time. And, you know, he, he really looked like a very, very dangerous player. And obviously, we know how much Piojo likes to get uh, teams on the counterattack. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But ultimately, I think what you're saying, I think, you know, it, it goes. And I think that should be the game style and the game plan going into Aguascalientes. Look at us agreeing on something, man. Look at us, yeah. <laughs> Round of applause. I mean, we usually always agree, but lately we've been disagreeing. It's probably the heat. I think so. The heat's getting to me. It's the heat. And for some reason, the Eagle Eye podcast does not want to put a AC unit in, in the studio. So, you know, I, I'm over here suffering. <laughs> uh, oh, man. You manage, manage just likes me more. I know. I know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, maybe I know why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are... Uh, we're, we're, we obviously want to see that come out, and we want to see the team play like that. What do you think uh, Bioko's response is going to be uh, coming into this game and potentially maybe seeing his team not play out the way that they want them, the wants him, wants him, ah, wants them to play? Damn it! <laughs> um, I'm not really understanding your question, to be honest. With you. Okay, I didn't even word it right. I mean, what do you think Bioko's response is going to be if the team is not playing the the the, the, the tactics that he wants them? Because we've always seen this about the, uh, the America side. We know what the tactic is and we know what it is going forward. Yet sometimes throughout the game, we don't execute the game plan, which means sometimes that you know things have to change up. Whether that's the, the players understanding it themselves, whether it's Bioko doing something to change it, whether it's a substitution, whether it's just telling them. What do you think his approach is going to be to this game if things are not working out in his favor? Obviously, adapting to what those changes need to be, too, as well. Um, one thing that I always hit on, too, in the Clausura, too, was, you know, some substitutions that he made. Um, a lot of times, you know, I agree with them. Sometimes maybe I didn't, but, you know, it's just how, how late in the game, too, they come on, too, as well. Um, you know, you could see something like, you know, needing a substitution or Henny Martin coming on in the 60th minute, but Henny Martin don't come on to the 80th minute. You know, that's something that, too, that Bioho needs to fi- figure out, too, in, in this opportunity, which I hopefully I think he has and, has and will. And so, you know, it's just coming down, you know, to adapting and getting those substitutions right. I agree. I agree. Our good friend Leva 
has said, you guys need Matias Almeida. <laughs> and then uh, our, our new friend, uh, IBNB10, said, LOL, Cardoso. Well, put Cardoso, but Cardoso. Um, I've always said it. I, I, I don't like Matias Almeida as a coach. It, it's not because he's the cheapest coach. I just something about him just doesn't give me uh, I don't know. Like, I don't trust him 100%. That's just me. That's just me. But um, talking about managers and talking about pressure and talking about Piojo, if Piojo does not walk away with a victory, do you think the fans start asking for his head already? I think so, you know, and uh, I think a little bit, too, the fan base was asking for his head, too, in the Clausura. Um, You know, obviously, if we go back to uh, 2017 and Apuntura, you know, not really not really what you expect, you know, obviously, you know, me and you kind of, when that's whenever we started, you know, one thing that we talked about was the depth, you know, he did some good things with that squad, even though there wasn't a lot of depth. And then you go into the Clausura and, you know, this team looks good. The team starts off good. And then all of a sudden it seems things start going a little downhill and crash on the semifinals again against Santos in the Clausura. And so, you know, I think Piojo knows that too. And Piojo always says he wants to come out and give and get championships with the America and he knows he knows that's the expectation um season in season out too as well and so you know he has some unfinished business you know after his first set to me in my opinion after his first time with the America whenever he left the national team and you know now he's back and so I feel like he's got a, a lot to prove and he needs to he needs to show that I agree I agree uh he definitely needs to prove himself I think we we, we mentioned that the objective of this season is a title. Anything less of a title is going to be seen as a failure. And I don't see how Bio Herrera can kind of, you know, see himself as a manager into another season after not winning any silverware. Exactly. Yeah, so, I don't understand that. So hopefully he, he comes out and, and gets the result. But I just want to warn everyone. I just want to say this to every single one of you guys who are going to be watching this game and are going to be criticizing Piojo if we do not get a result. It's only game one, okay? It's only it's only game one. Do not be ready to cut off anyone's head just yet. Wait until week five to week seven. Then we can start talking about potential uh, replacements, about maybe a manager leaving or anything like that. Let's wait till the team is fully adjusted to the situation that is, one, injuries. We were very injury-prone at this, at this early stage in the season, so we need to keep that into a factor. I'm not saying it should be an excuse for poor results. I'm not. I'm not saying we, we still have the talent. We still have everything. But it's not to say that this it, it does kind of shift, you know, the balance the other way. But doesn't mean we don't have enough to kind of get through. Second of all, it's still too early. It's one game. You can't be ready to cut someone's head off with one, two games under their belt. Let's give it a little bit more time. The team will definitely get back into the rhythm. And three, Trust in Piojo. I've said it millions and millions of times before, and when everyone was wanting his head after the clausura, I said, let's stay calm. He's the right man for the job at this point. Let's give him the opportunity. He's built a very good team. He's taken about a year and so to kind of build this squad, and this is finally his team. It's, it's finally the team he's wanted. You know, he's finally situ- situated himself with a very good left back. He has himself a very good number nine. Let's see what he's able to build and make do with that. Then after the season, if things did not go well, then let's assess things. And then let's make sure that if it was 100% Pio Herrera's fault, then we can think about maybe firing him. I'd like to give him the full full, uh, the full season year, which means Apertura and Clausura. Then at the end of the day, if he does not have any silverware, 
ship them off. Let's get someone new. No doubt about it. Because if you did not win any kind of silverware, not even a Copa MX or uh, an Apertura or Clausura, that means that, you know what? It was another failure. You tried. You did your best. But you know what? Off you go, my guy. I'm sorry. Let's give him until then. Let's not be so quick to jump the gun. Uh, and just really, let's just... Let's just wait out. I, I have faith in this team, as I always do. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's left left me with a lot of heartbreak. But sometimes you have to, to be able to give it and be able to, you know, be able to dish it out when it's time to dish it out and not bring it out too early. But, you know, let's be aware. Let's, let's kind of be uh, aware of the surroundings in the club and, and, and around the team. But I think still the team has enough of a talent to compete for the title. Yes. Yes. You said it best right there. Um, I really, I really think the opportunity and Clausura is it's the time that we should give him. But you know, uh, we'll see how that goes at the end of the opportunity too, as well. But we'll have to definitely see, and then hopefully by then we'll we'll be lifting a trophy. Yeah, hopefully. All righty, so we're coming to the end, but I do want to give your uh, prediction for that Necaxa game after <laughs> after that long, long talk. Give me your prediction for Necaxa away in Aguascalientes. What do you think the boys are going to come out with? I'll take a 2-1 win. 2-1 win? All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? It, and this game's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It's uh, it's 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 obviously not home soil, so that's always a tough game. I was kind of mm-hmm. has proven to be a very tough spot for us at times. And let's face it, this Necaxa team looks like a very, very good Necaxa team with Hugo Gonzalez in goal, you know, uh, with Cordoba looking like he's picking up form with every single one of those players that are out there and performing. I think this manager really has them going. Uh, it's it's gonna be a tough game, and and it, I see the boys struggling a lot. And I mean, if we're being realistic here, and if we're really really trying to see what the outcome is gonna be, <laughs> why are you laughing already? <laughs> I I just I just feel it's coming. Like like I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm going with no. I'm going with no for America. Oh okay. Yeah. But if you ask me, and deep down inside my heart, I'm going 4-0 America. It's going to be three goals from Roger Martinez and one amazing goal from Agustin um, Marchesin from halfway. Wow. A hat trick for Roger Martinez. Yeah, but that's what my heart's saying. But my mind is saying no. Just just, just go with it. <laughs> just go with what you know it's saying and go with it, America. And I think it's important we keep a clean sheet too, and that's something that we that, that we should mention, if possible, keep that clean sheet because obviously, the, as much clean sheets as you can get, and, and as definitely as early on, it definitely builds confidence back there. And we saw that in the Clausura. Yes, definitely, we definitely did a lot too. And, and you know, the, this defense is good. The defense is strong, like you said. You know, with, with the signing of the of the new left back, Luis Reyes and and Sanchez too, as well. I mean, this 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 back line is strong. Yeah, it definitely is. And so that, that fills me with a lot of confidence. So Mr. Leiva said America 3-1, even though he was bashing us the whole podcast. He's definitely going with an America uh, prediction. So thank you, uh, Mr. IBNB10, going with that 4-0 prediction, just like in my heart, which I hope I'm right. Um, and uh, obviously, y- you went with the 2-1 result, correct? Yes, 2-1. So let us know on Twitter what your guys' prediction is for the game, whether uh, it's America victory by like 10 goals or if it's just America victory by four goals. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we're hoping that you all choose America to win. Christian has said America 2-1. Everyone else hopefully predicts the same thing. Now, not to say that Nakaxa can't pull off an upset, so we got to be careful with that. But I think at the end of the day, we have everything needed and we have everything in regards in, in our in our squad to be able to pull off that victory against Necaxa. So we're co- pretty confident about a result come Sunday then. Yes, yes, very confident. 
even though it's a little bit difficult and even though we try to be as optimistic as we can, I think we, we've called it pretty fair at times. And so I think one uh, no, I think that's that that's pretty well enough for me. But still, a result, I think a result is a draw. I think a result is a draw or a victory. Do you agree? I think the result really is just a victory, to be honest. Really? I, I, I mean... I mean, looking at looking at this team, looking at what the team has to prove alongside Piojo, I feel like a strong start to the season is what this team needs, really, and it's it's really a win. I'm, right. I mean, look at you, I'm, high expectations, Dylan. Nice. No, and I, I like it because that's what that's what we're supposed to expect out of this team. I'm just trying to give him a little bit of leeway because you know injuries <laughs> and stuff. But you know what, Dylan has said it, and we're gonna roll with it. A victory is a result, and a victory is all that we're gonna accept. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for the Necaxa Roundup. Right before we end this podcast, Dylan, we are set to release our new kits come Thursday, right before we play Match United. Your thoughts on what should look like to be the new Blumaje? Well, um, I don't, I, to be honest, I think I prefer the away one more than the home one. That's to be that's a perfect sum up for for anyone asking about the the the, <laughs> the new jersey. <laughs> Well, uh, that's that. That really is. <laughs> I mean, it's not the. I I love this one, by the way. It is one of my favorites in a long, long time. But the new one just it looks so basic. Like who gave who who pitched this idea and was like, "Yes, let's, this is the one. This is the one." We saw. We. I remember I tweeted out maybe a potential one right before, and that one was way way better than this one. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I'll still cop one, but I'll probably be the away one, not the home one. I'll cop one too. I always cop the home one just because it's like it's it's my thing at at first. But I mean, I don't know. It's not, it's not the first time I don't like a jersey, but still get it. I mean, like like a good friend said right here. At first, you know, you don't like it, but then it grows on you. And it will, think, it'll, it'll grow I, on everyone. I think that, I think that's how it was too uh, in the Optitude too. Whenever they released those other ones. We'll see. We'll see. My only concern is how is it going to look on FIFA? That's my only concern. <laughs> on FIFA. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, I mean, uh, I would just wish it was a much better, cool-looking jersey. It looks very plain. It looks very, very plain. Like, there was not that much effort. Like, the, like, the assignment was due at 12 o'clock at night, and the guy f- completely forgot he had to do it, and it was 11.58. Oh, and he was just like, template... Nike swoosh, logo, uh, we need some blue. All right, let's add a little bit of blue right there. Like, it's a cool little uh, a cool little dash, and done. And sponsors. And sponsors. Which, he, shout out to the new sponsor, which is going to be AT&T, Moving Places. Or if, I don't know what their logo uh, thingy majigger is anymore. Uh, their slogan? Their slogan, there you go. I don't even know what it is either. Shout out to AT&T. Hey, AT&T, you're based off here in the United States. If you ever want to give your boys and show some love to the Eagle Eye Podcast, make sure you guys hit us up, 1-800-778-33257. And uh, we'll get in contact. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they can uh, make us a little bit of an Eagle Eye Podcast, little shirts that we can, you know, put AT&T on. That'd be so dope. Do it, AT&T, or or next week we're going to come and we're going to wear a Verizon wireless shirt. (laughs) But, uh, I mean... We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I like it. I, I like the sponsors though. I think these are definitely the sponsors you want to get because they're gonna be bringing in some money. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna bring in that money too. 
Did you know we have a sponsorship with Calvin Klein? No, I did not know that. Yeah, we've had it for a while. I, I don't know if anyone can give us uh, the exact date, but we've had a sponsorship with Calvin Klein for a while now. Uh, I don't, if you pay attention uh, to the home games, there's usually one or two Calvin Klein uh, kind of uh, propaganda posters in 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 the bottom of the stadium. What the heck? That's crazy. I, know. I never knew that. Never yeah, knew that. So we, we, yeah, we're making big deals here, man. Santiago Baños out there, you know, doing his thing, making sure that we get the finest of the finest uh, sponsors. Okay, last random, random question, because I think this is just going to be amazing to finish off the podcast. If you could have one sponsor for the team, just one random, one just random sponsor, who would you get? Whataburger. Whataburger. I was expecting something else, but okay. I mean, (laughs) uh, I guess Whataburger's fine. Coke. There you go. We're already sponsored with it. Oh, well, actually, we were sponsored with them. Yeah, to get them back. I, You know what? Yeah, we should. We really should. Are we still sponsored? I mean, someone let me know. I don't know what's going I on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> someone let me know on, on Twitter if we're still sponsored. With, if we still have a partnership with Coke. But um, all right, so you're going, okay. If If I can pick any brand out there to kind of, you know, it, you know, get for uh, <laughs> label settings <laughs> underwear. <laughs> oh man! Uh, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, we, I, where I work at, we deal with a lot of Hanes. So, um, I, you know, caught myself some Hanes American underwear. Um, if I'm picking anyone, um, I'm going Big Baller Brand. Big Baller. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Big baller brand for Club America. Never lost, never will. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been the end of the Eagle Eye Podcast episode 29. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in to the live chat. As always, Christian, Carlos, Leva, uh, our new friend, Mr. IBNB10. What is your name? I don't want to be – that's just so hard to say (laughs) fast right away. (laughs) What is your name, man? And we'll definitely give you a shout-out next podcast as well. But thank you to all of you who are listening to this via SoundCloud or iTunes. Again, we so, uh, we love the support. And as always, if you ever, ever have a chance to come watch the live show, make sure you guys do come. We're on on Tuesdays, usually, always, 100% of the time. Not really, sometimes more like 80. But uh, we're always usually here at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific time, 6 o'clock Mountain time, 7 o'clock Central time, and 8 o'clock Eastern time. I think I knocked it all down right there, didn't I? I think so. Yeah, he got it all. All right. Well, <laughs> shout out to Luis who gave us our who gave us his name. What's up, Luis? Uh, and yeah, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. We're so close to getting that 300 mark, which means we're definitely going to be closer to that giveaway, that big, big giveaway. And don't forget that at the end of the day, America is the best team in Mexico. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we recommend that you have yourself a wonderful, wonderful week. We'll see, be seeing you guys on Thursday on Twitter to be talking about Manchester United versus Club America. And then, of course, we're going to be giving you guys that live tweet, live update on everything going on against Club America versus Nikaxa. Dylan, anything else you want to say to the listeners as we sign off? Um, No, 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 no nothing else. There's no club news to be missed, do we? No, only that uh, we could potentially be going for a, uh, a signing, but that, 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 could, that could be in the air, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we covered everything. Man. I think we got it. 
Alrighty, well then, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for all of your support. Make sure you guys go out there and have yourself a bambazo and a torta de tamal. If you don't know what that is, make sure you Google it. And uh, for anyone who wants to Google how to make aguachiles, make sure you guys do YouTube that as well. So, at the end of the day, thank you, Dylan, for always coming on here and having a wonderful, wonderful time. Oh, no, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. As always, thanks to all of you for making this possible. We'll be seeing you guys very soon and next week as well on Tuesdays. And as always, until next time, Arriba la America. We'll see you guys very soon. And hashtag Aguilas ENG. Why not? Hashtag fly with us. Hashtag fly with us. We'll see you guys very soon. Until next time, take care.